Welcome to Engaging Aging with Erin and Lauren. Join us as we share laughter, tears, and demystify the realities and silver linings that occur later in life. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Welcome back to our Engaged Agers. Um, we are in, located in the Northeast, for anybody that doesn't know us, and um, we are in the midst of a crazy, crazy real estate market. I mean, I can't even tell you the um, what we've been seeing over the past year and a half. Um, things are starting to change. Um, we are also um, work with older adults that are listing and selling their homes. And I think we're coming into, I don't think, I know that we're coming into a time where we have to really look at things from a new lens, take a new perspective, and um, take real estate in a new way. Yeah, absolutely. I We talk about this often. There's so much fear. You know, a lot of uh, quote-unquote leaders are, are uh, leading with mm-hmm. fear and um, fear tactics to kind of scare people to make choices and decisions. That's never been our philosophy or no. our approach. We, uh, Lauren and I started studying uh, before the pandemic positive psychology which is the opposite of fear and doom and gloom it's about motivation and finding helping people find a way to live their best life in an authentic way that's in alignment with their values and it's amazing to me and i try not to watch a lot of television anyone who knows me knows i don't watch the news and i try to stay away from television but i can't get away from these advertisements like you know, we'll buy your your decrepit home, and we'll we'll take care of all of your pain, and just you know, interest rates are going up. Buyers aren't going to be there anymore. Sell your house now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This, it, everything just seems so pressured and rushed. And for our mature sellers, they're already usually in some sort mm-hmm. of pressure rushed environment where they feel like they have to make a change due to a recent diagnosis or some changes in their life. And so we just organically have experienced and provided a completely new way for our mature sellers to not only sell with ease, but take a breath and take a minute to gain clarity, put a plan in place that works for them, and then ultimately they receive every penny from the equity that they've worked so hard to build in that home. So when people are in dire situations and feel that they have no other option, they're between a rock and a hard place, they oftentimes will take less money for their home because it seems like the easy way to do it. However... Or they think that they're talking to a professional and because they're talking to a professional, that person knows what their home is worth, so they're going to take them at that face value versus... Let's get really educated and have an educated conversation about it. I'm talking about some of these places that, you know, you get the postcards in the mail all of the time. I'll buy your house, cash, really quick, close. That's not always the answer. No, it's not. And so we want everyone, we talked about patience, the value of patience in a previous episode. Take a minute, take a breath, get the information, and do things in a way that are going to make the most sense for you and your situation. So we have a partnership with a company called Curbio. Curbio is a brilliant business model. So they will help clients, so they help our sellers, make any adaptations or updates or changes to their home. And they are compensated for their work upon the sale of the property. 
So I'm going to back that up a little bit. So let's say our client um, really needs to sell their home rather Mm -hmm. quickly to get to their next step. We at Dovetail Companies first help figure out where is your next step? Where are you going? What is a timeline that makes sense for you? Is there an opportunity for you to have a bridge loan, whether that's through your investments or through a home equity line of credit, or there's some other private bridge loan Mm -hmm. um, options available, so that you can first move with ease, start living the life in the new environment that you want, and then second to that, dealing with the rest of the contents of your home that you cannot take with you or decide you don't want to take with you, So managing estate sale, donation coordination, and clean out of your property, and then culminating with how are we going to get top dollar for you for your property? That always usually means at least having it cleaned out while you're living comfortably in your new space. But then do we need to do any adaptations to the home? Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Let's say you don't go down that road. Your house needs work, it's full of stuff, and you go on the open market. And I'll give a clear case study of this. I had a client, was working with another agent, wife had cognitive impairment, she had dementia. They were they he was second generation in that home and he was ninety years old. So this home had been lived in by his family for well over a hundred and something years. So it was full to the gills with stuff and emotions and his wife had dementia. So this was going to be an absolute nightmare. Mm -hmm. This other agent said, don't worry, it's going to be fine. You'll probably, again, we're in the Northeast, about $750,000 is what this home will sell for. And they would have to live through the listing. So I came in with a very different approach that I just explained about breaking this process down into manageable bites, helping them move first. And if we did a little bit of work, clean out the house, fresh coat of paint, And um, they had hardwood floors underneath uh, shag carpeting. So pull up the carpet, the home would just be cleaned out, and we could stage it. That home sold for $1,035,000 by taking the process. Yes, it took a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. um, but it resulted in much more money in our client's pocket to afford that next step for as long as possible. Again, they didn't have to come out of pocket for those expenses. And so when we come into these high um, heightened emotion situations where everyone feels like we have to do this because we're, you know, it's a crisis, take a breath. Do we? Does mm-hmm. Just ask yourself if you're listening today and you're in the middle of a transition or thinking about a transition, do you have to do it that way? Or is there a different approach that you could take that allows you to ensure you are the one receiving every penny from the equity of your home and you're not handing that off to some buyer who's going to do those small updates and then exactly. pocket the money themselves. Yeah, and there isn't a one-size-fits-all situation either or a result, right? Like I think that we always have to take a step back and say what is going to be the best thing for this seller and what's going to help propel them forward? Are they going to get money back? In some situations, they're really not going to get that much back, right? Yep. And so it's that honest conversation of, yeah, just leave it as is. We've had a lot of those cases um, because you're not going to result or net in a lot more money from the sale of your home. But in a lot of these cases, we have seen paint and you know, sprucing up the hardwood floors and making some small improvements really go a long way. I'm talking about like tins of thousands of dollars, 50, 60, 70,000, 100, yeah, yeah, in this case, few hundred thousand dollar more in your pocket to help you afford your life for as long as possible. We have a, one of our agents right now has a case. It was a small condo, 
normally on paper, it would not have made sense to do all of that work before going on the market. It was a six-month process to do all of this work. But this client, to your point, every case is different. This client literally, that's all she had mm -hmm. was the equity from the sale of that property. Mm -hmm. Her income was very low and she needed care. She was moving to a community that she really wanted to go to and she literally needed every dollar to afford the next step. She did the work and we're under contract now. We have an accepted offer well over asking and far above what she invested to do the work. And so it's also important for people to know what buyers are looking for. Mm -hmm. It's... God forgive me for saying this. We, this new gen, this younger generation is impatient. They Bless don't want. Them. They don't want to do the work. Um, so you're shortening your pool of buyers in an as-is situation. There are people that won't. You have one time for a first impression. If they're mm -hmm. seeing pictures with old wallpaper and your stuff all over the house, they may not even come in to look at it. So your pool of buyers is minimized greatly. So we have to look at all of that, not just your personal situation, but who's the type of buyer for your unique home and what would it take at a bare minimum to increase the amount of potential buyers in your property and that goes into this equation as well we are lucky in the northeast that we are buffered a little bit yeah. from the volatility of what we're seeing in the marketplace but we want to make sure that you as the seller have your best foot forward to ensure successful outcomes now, I mean, our business is based on helping somebody successfully move to their new place and then listing and selling their home. We have been set up that way. I think finding a partner in Curbio has been really successful for us, too, because our sellers aren't incurring those costs up front to make those improvements to their home. The beauty about Curbio is they are holding all of those bills until closing. It does go on you know, as part of the settle state settlement statement. Um, but you can make these great improvements. You can get more money back in your pocket, and you're not having to deal with managing and overseeing all of these providers, the painters, the construction guys, the flooring guys. I mean, it has literally been a blessing in disguise for a lot of our clients. Also, you want to feel good about what you're leaving mm. behind. This is a very cathartic process for our clients. If it's, um, you know, a, a physical or cognitive reason that you have to leave your home, maybe you don't want to, but you have to, or you and your mm -hmm. spouse raised your family there. And it feels good for our clients to leave their home in good order for the next people to enjoy it. It's been really exciting. Our clients have loved seeing, and actually sometimes because the homes could look a little different after a refresh, yeah. it doesn't. it's not as hard. It's like, oh, it doesn't totally look like it once did. But you're feeling good about leaving your home in top quality to the next people. Not just financially it feels good, but emotionally it does. Sometimes there may be some embarrassment or, you know, if you weren't able to upkeep it well, it's you know, you know, I love that you brought that up because I had a seller and we made some improvements and um, she looked at me and she goes, this is everything that I've always wanted to do with my home. So you are right on point to say she felt closure. so incredibly good to have that closure and to give that next family exactly what she always wanted in that home. But she couldn't do it for so many other reasons. Um, but, yeah, it, it really helps them kind of close that door and hand over the key 
the way that they wanted to. And I want to just say you are in control every step of this process. If you are like, oh, this does make sense to me. This is resonating with me. But I'm working with someone else who maybe is advising me differently. You're in control. Mm -hmm. So if you want to change your plan, you can tell them, you know what? No, I'm actually thinking I'm going to do this a different way. Um, Give yourself the autonomy to be that decision maker because we understand Although this isn't rocket science, it is a different way of thinking about listing and selling your home. One thing we didn't talk about is a pre-listing home inspection. Mm -hmm. We do advise that a lot for our mature sellers. Um, If you had a spouse that always managed the maintenance and upkeep of your property and you're not sure the condition of certain things in the home, um, but also it takes away some of the negotiating power from the buyers. Um, And buyers feel really good when you're disclosing things to them, that it's kind of like, here is everything on a silver platter of what we know. They feel better about going into your home versus, I think something might be wrong here, but I have no idea. Yeah, and sometimes it's small. Shows what the process is going to be like. Yeah, and sometimes it's small things. If you have a pre-listing home, actually this came up with the property that I was referring to, the 749, and we listed and sold above a million dollars. There was water coming into their main electric box in the basement. Oh, wow. They never knew. No one would have known without an inspection. It was a small fix. I want to say it was $2,500 for a new electrical box. That could have been a major Mm -hmm. issue. Um, Here in Massachusetts, there's an inspection after the accepted offer. So that can put a huge... so backwards. I know. (laughs) So that, if you didn't do a pre-listing home inspection and disclose what was going on or address or fix it, that could come up and put a big... A lot of our clients don't need any surprises. They're in the middle of a major life transition, and so we can get around a lot of that. But that is something you can ask your listing agent for ahead of time to have the information and knowledge up front. Um, And to just have the conversation for my house. Here's the story behind my house. Here's what I love about my house. But what would buyers in this particular situation be looking for? And then have a conversation of here's what we can do at bare minimum. Here's what we really can do. How much do you actually want to put into it? I think that that goes a long way when you're just planning, you know, and you can see that from a buyer's perspective when, let's face it, I mean, with this day and age and technology, your house is being viewed 24 hours a day, seven days a week by buyers at all hours of the day. They don't even care. They're scrolling at 12.45 a.m., you know, they want to be able to see that. And it just allows them the technology to see what you've done, but to really get familiar with your home before they're actually stepping foot. So if you're I always say first impressions are everything, right? It starts with the photos and it starts with the love that you can feel coming through in those photos when they're looking on Redfin or Realtor.com or whatever it is. To that point, um, it is imperative that your commission that you are paying to your listing agent be spent on quality, Mm -hmm. high-end marketing. And this is for all price points of all homes. You mean the cell phone pictures that I see all of the time where terrible angles are not a good way of uh, showcasing someone's home oh, for sale? Oh, everyone. To all of our mature sellers and engaged agers who are listening to this podcast, you absolutely need 
professional photography, virtual floor plan, virtual tours, professional floor plans. Your buyers are looking online, like Lauren said, and when you are up against other homes for sale that have a better marketing package, you are coming out behind the gate. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely imperative that you ask for because you're compensating well for a quality marketing experience. There's more that goes into that, and we're happy to answer any questions anyone may have on what you should be asking your agent for. Um, but you absolutely have the right. You are the decision maker and the leader of this process. So. And don't fall victim to deadlines. Like, there aren't deadlines. I think I always think about, too, and I'd be curious to hear what your opinion is on this, Erin, but, you know, the spring market, the summer market, like, Sometimes I feel like we're not even in that anymore, right? There's very low inventory. People are still looking at homes. It does bring up a point where we are coming out of a crazy market right now. We do have to exercise patience in a bit of a different way. Um, One, to prepare our house properly. But two, it might take a little bit more time to actually sell it and getting under agreement just because of what's happening out there. Um, But educating yourself and doing everything that you possibly can, I think at the end of the day is going to help you feel, I've done everything that I possibly can. And it takes one right person to want my house. And sometimes it does take that patience of it too. Uh, It's not going to happen overnight. Julie Ford, who's our director of real estate services, always says, you need to put yourself at Mm -hmm. the center of this equation and not the market. So to Lauren's point, spring market, fall market, again, we're buffered here in the Northeast. Your home, it could be the week, this happened last year, it could be the week of Christmas, and you're the only home on the market, and inventory was already low. That was the best market time for that client because they had no competition, so we could really set the price on that property. So you, the to, the best time to sell your home is when the best for you. Mm-hmm. And your time frame and timeline could be really variable based on your personal situation or circumstance. We have proven it over and over again with our clients that our client's best timeline is not based on traditional market times here in real estate. So get your plan in place. Get the information. The rest is going to fall into place. We've seen it hundreds of times here at Dovetail with our clients. You will receive top dollar on the sale of your home when you put a plan in place that makes the most sense for you. Great. Join us again for more tips on real estate, and um, we will see you again. Stay engaged. Thank you for joining us today. To continue the conversation, follow us on social media at Dovetail Companies or visit us online at dovetailcompanies.com. And remember, change can be difficult. Aging doesn't have to be.